0: Now, for a show by a brother and sister who are polar opposites, but who both found a calling running solo businesses. This is the Unfederated Podcast. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? Sarah? Sarah. Oh, that's right. Hey, everyone. This is Rob. Um, coming to you solo this week because Sarah is out of the country on vacation on uh, sailing around Italy or France or somewhere. I don't know. It's all the same to me. I take a very Ron Swanson approach to Europe, and that is that uh, history began in 1776. And I'm not real good at geography about the old foreign countries. But uh, I am very hopeful she uh, doesn't go into labor early because I don't want uh, a French niece, if you know what I mean. Uh, but, uh, I thought I would jump in with, in her absence, uh, with a little tidbit that I think about a lot that I think might be helpful, um, to our group, uh, as far as both folks that are considering taking the plunge into the unfederated life. And maybe those who are already there, um, I forget where I heard this. Uh, it's not my own uh, my own thoughts. Uh, and I wish I could think of where I learned it cause I would give them credit, but, uh, maybe it's more common than I think, but I learned a number of years ago, this framework for how to kind of diagnose your, uh, unhappiness in traditional employment. And it's something I came back to time and time again, when I was at jobby jobs and was unhappy with them and just, in a funk and I couldn't quite figure out why. Um, I, it's kind of a framework for thinking about that. I I suspect that it's kind of something that you could use to diagnose just about any HR issue in some form or fashion. Um, and so if you are kind of in that position where you're unhappy and you're listening to the show, because you're wondering if you should take that uh, next dive into the unfederated life, um, maybe this is helpful to you. Uh, If you've already taken the plunge and you want uh, kind of a a litmus test for measuring when things are out of balance, I think this would also be helpful to you. So um, in Sarah's absence, take a moment, we'll dive into this. It'll be a shorter than normal episode, I promise you, because I can only talk to myself for so long and uh, hopefully we'll um, uh, pass along something that that you can use uh, to help kind of serve you well in this journey. Okay, so um the framework is uh it has three components. Uh it has the component of responsibility, it has the component of authority, and it has the component of compensation. And the thinking is in a healthy environment, a healthy career, um as one of those metrics uh components grows, uh, or or declines you know fluctuates all three would they would all grow and and decline in unison and it's likely that if you have been in a bad spot before in a traditional employment or are currently there that what is happening is you have some sort of significant imbalance in how um and how those three components fall so um we'll just we'll use some examples, right? Uh for me, the most common one that I found uh was when I had been given more responsibility than I had been given authority. And I think the, the difference in those two is significant. A responsibility or tasks that you are uh, in charge of completing. Um authority would then be the ability to actually complete those. Complete those well, complete those how you would want to complete them if you were if you were responsible for them um and I often found in some of my stops along the way that that was the most common you know for me that was the most common imbalance I found myself in, and so if you're in this position, if you find yourself um with more responsibility than you have authority, you probably feel really restrained um you probably kind of feel like you're you're, uh, you know, got a hand tied behind your back trying to do your job. Uh, I think oftentimes, kind of the micromanagement or micromanager, um, you know, terms come about in this situation because maybe you've got someone that has, you know, tasked you with certain responsibilities, but has not delegated the the authority to you to actually you know, do them. So uh, the byproduct of that is it often kind of increases admin work or busy work in the form of like check-in meetings, um, kind of, you know, erroneous reporting. All of a sudden you have to do all of these other tasks so that you can do the thing you're responsible for, but you can keep whoever is holding the authority hostage in the know. So, um, you know, you go out, you do a little thing, you have to run back and you have to report on it. You run out, do a little thing, you have to run back and report on it. It's often not very satisfying because you don't feel like you have what you need to just go out and excel or, you know, go out and win. So um, it creates this like, you know, really difficult tension in my experience that um, seems like more work for less output in the whole um, assuming that there's a level of trust here and that the, you know, the person that's tasking you with the responsibility should also then delegate the authority. So, um, that's, that's one really common, you know, uh, way in which, you know, this imbalance kind of plays out. We'll look at a, another one. If you've been given authority, but you don't have responsibility, that's certainly an easier situation to be in. Certainly, I think from my experience, a lot less common, Um, but it still leads to unhappy employment often. Um, I think folks in that situation either kind of get bored, um, because they've probably had the responsibility to match the authority at some point in time. Otherwise, why would they have the authority? Um, and, and the responsibility has decreased. Maybe they've, they've hired or outsourced some of it. Um, and so they now kind of get stagnant or bored. Um, or it's someone that turns into like a little bit of a maniac, like, uh, where they, they start looking for battles to fight. You start looking, uh, everything's running smoothly, but you're going around kicking rocks over, just trying to find, uh, some new form of responsibility to kind of justify your, um, your position or entertain yourself. Even maybe if I'm, you know, um, kind of, kind of labeling something, um, So you know, if you've ever had a boss that uh, has made kind of is notorious for making mountains out of molehills, I think that's a good example of of someone that maybe has more authority than they have responsibility, and maybe they've delegated all their tasks and are now bored and need to go find uh, a better use of that. And so, uh, if it's the owner of the company, you know, it's your expectations for that changing are are probably. You just hope things get busy, I guess. Right. Or somebody quits, which is probably not a problem if your boss is going around looking for fights. Um, but it's probably not going to resolve itself. Right. Um, and I think that's common in small business. If you've worked in small business, if it's uh, kind of a big corporation, you know, maybe things will shift around or maybe it's someone that has, um, you know, freed up enough capacity that they can go on and take a, a larger project. And it's a short term thing, but, Um, yeah, it's, it's challenging, right? It's, it's still an imperfect, um, situation to be in. Uh, the last kind of common example I'll look at, and and this is, uh, sounds silly, right? But what happens, we haven't really talked about the compensation side of things much. So, um, certainly it's, you know, probably the most common example of this is when your authority and responsibility, um, are high and your compensation is low, right? Uh, An adage I've heard before is that people... Don't make too much or too little money for very long, and I really like that because if they're making too much, they'll get canned, right? They're, if the value is not there and they're just making too much, then that's not gonna that's not sustainable. Uh, if they're making too little, um, they're probably gonna leave and go find someone that's willing to pay them their worth, right? So that's yeah, that's certainly a, a very common and familiar situation. But I think the inverse of that is also true. I think if you are someone that is getting paid for way. You know, way too much for your level of either authority or responsibility. You know, it seems like a good problem to have and probably in the short term it is. But I think that person's going to get bored. You know, I think initially he or she is, is like, oh, this is great. Like, how cush is this? But after a while, you, you maybe start to get a little paranoid that, you know, your, your days are numbered in this role and that someone's going to find out that you, you know, truly have nothing to do. You just get paid a lot. Um, or you just at the very least kind of get complacent and, and at some point you think, gosh, you know, I'm making this much money. I want to be, you know, some big shot. C-suite kind of person, you know, I want to be, uh, I want, I want more, uh, challenge in my career. And so you get bored and you start looking for somewhere else to go and, and kind of new, new challenges. And so, um, in any of these situations, I think that imbalance starts to manifest itself in a dozen different ways. But um, but when I've managed people before and people have come to me and said, like, hey, like, here's here are problems here, like, you know, HR kind of, you know, human interaction kind of problems, I can almost always diagnose and look you know, diagnose the situation as being some level of imbalance of these three, uh, components. And so sometimes it's helpful. Sometimes that allows me to correct the imbalance by identifying it. And, and it's an easy way to say, oh, okay, well you just need some additional authority or you just need some additional responsibility, or, um, let's talk about your compensation for this new work you're doing. And it starts to right the ship a bit. Um, but you know, sometimes you're in a situation where you, ironically enough, don't have the authority needed to correct the situation. And so you've got to, you know, you're leading a team and your whole team is subject to the same tension of some sort of imbalance uh, of these components. And it's, uh, it's not ideal. You know, um, that's one of those situations that truly is a tension, and sometimes just calling it that allows you to feel more comfortable uh, allows you to breathe a little, a little easier. Um, and then sometimes it just wears on you, you know, time and time again, like the ebbs and flows of the work world, you'll, you'll keep hitting your head on this, you know, invisible ceiling of, of, um, restraint. And then, you know, at some point you you feel like it needs correcting. Right. And so, um, maybe that for you means, venturing into the unfeder- unfederated world. Maybe it means finding a new, you know, traditional job, right? Um, I have probably talked more people out of freelance than I have talked them into it. Um, because I think it takes a certain kind of personality to. Uh, be successful doing freelance. And so if you're the kind of person that sees these components and says, Hey, like I want more responsibility. I want more authority. Like I'm, I'm willing to go all the way on those. So long as the compensation is there, well then, you know, maybe, maybe then federated life is for you. Uh, If you've ever find yourself saying, you know, I'd take a little less money for, for a little less responsibility or a little less, you know, um, stress, uh, that starts to be a hard sell, I think for the unfederated life, because when we're talking about that uh, solo employment, we're talking about all the things, right? Like all of a sudden you are in charge of a hundred percent of the authority, the responsibility and the compensation, and that can work favorably or, or, or not. Right. And so if you're someone that's, you know, likes, likes hitting the the clock on the way out at Friday at five, um, and would be willing to ha- make a little less money. For for that kind of life, which is totally reasonable, um, then you know it, it's hard for me to suggest you you kind of jump in with both feet into this world where your your you know life uh, peace of mind uh, is at at odds with the success of your business, right? And and maybe you, after you get a you know a successful business up and going, you can start to have a little bit more freedom into that. But I think it's in seasons. Some seasons you know you may lose a client you may be back to hustling and and doing the um the heavy lifting to get back to that place of comfort but it's not always there so um you know if if you're looking for some sort of balance between your job and and the rest of your life i think it can be found in freelancing but i think if that's your you know if your primary objective is to have a little less responsibility then it's it's hard for me to suggest you you dive in head first into the freelance stuff um, for me, I, I, I tried like every option I could besides freelancing first. Like, like for years, I by lots of jobs, lots of, you know, approaches to lots of different things. And, and ultimately I found that this was the only thing that really was satisfying me. I, I kind of kept hitting some of these ceilings along the way. And ultimately I just wanted control and I would be willing to do the extra work that's required to, to kind of own destiny. Right. You know? Um, and that's fine. Um, but, um, and maybe, and maybe if you're like me and you kind of keep hitting that, that, you know, hurdle, then then maybe the federated life is for you, right? Like maybe this framework is a good litmus litmus test for you to say, okay, I'm, I'm fine with these things so long as the compensations there or, I would love more responsibility so long as I have the authority to execute on it. And I want to prove to myself that I can do those things. Well, if that's you like, great. Like maybe this is helpful. Maybe this is a good thing that says like, Hey, I think, I think this is a good next step for me, or I think I need to start moving in that direction. And if so, great. So um, anyways, I wanted to unpack this concept. Uh, it's something I've talked to with Sarah a, a lot over the years. It's not quite a full show. And since uh, we don't quite have our full uh, suite of hosts this week, I thought it would be a good time to connect those dots. And share this concept, hopefully something that's helpful to you in your journey. And I also wanted to throw out one more thing before we leave, and that is uh, stay tuned for the next month of shows. Um, All the August shows, there'll be four of them. We're going to be doing giveaways. Uh, We've partnered with um, a fairly well-known software company uh, that Sarah and I both use their products. And we're going to be doing some pretty cool giveaways uh, for the next couple weeks. So... Uh, I think that uh, the listeners of the show would have a lot to benefit from, uh, from the giveaways and from some of the promotional activities around that. Um, but I also think we've got some really great content from the shows too. So um, if you've made it this far in the solo episode, uh, stick it out for four more weeks and hopefully you can uh, uh, benefit from either one of the promotions or one of the giveaways for the software. Uh, more details on that next week. But anyways, um, thank you. Uh, Thank you for uh, indulging me on this mini episode. And I can't wait to be back uh, with Sarah and with you guys next week in full effect. Have a good week. You can find show notes from this episode at unfederated.studio. And if this podcast has helped you in your journey, say thanks by rating and reviewing the show in Apple Podcasts.